Support for this production comes thanks in part to our friends over at the Mustard Seed of Central Florida. The mission of the Mustard Seed Furniture and Clothing Bank is to help rebuild the lives of families and individuals who have suffered disaster or personal tragedy by providing household furnishings and clothing while being environmentally responsible to the community. The Mustard Seed collects donations of furniture, appliances, household items, linens, dishes, toys, home decor, or anything that makes a house a comfortable home. The Mustard Seed will furnish an entire home for economically qualifying families and individuals. As the only clothing and furniture bank in Central Florida, the Mustard Seed is a critical resource in establishing a stable home environment. It serves individuals transitioning out of homelessness and drug rehab recovery, and also those suffering from domestic abuse, medical hardships, natural disasters, and economic challenges. So if you'd like to support the Mustard Seed in their mission, please visit them at www.mustardseedfla.com to find more information on how you can donate or volunteer. Again, that is www.mustardseedfla.com. Hello, hello, hello. What is up, everybody? It's me, Don B. That is at the Don B on all platforms. Welcome back yet again to the B Spot. I'm sorry. I, um, I feel like I'm apologizing every week. So I'm like, sorry, it's so long this episode. Because <laughs> they're going like every other week instead of weekly. But listen, yeah. Mama is busy. She's tired. She's I'm tired. only running a fucking business and three other shows. <laughs> It creates demand. Break. I'm just demand right now. So. Opulence. <laughs> Words that don't even go with us when we're your next episode. <laughs> if you guys are wondering who that illustrious soothing voice in the background is, <laughs> it's none other than you know him as Valentino's floral, but I know him as Mariah Carey. I'm just kidding. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> the day I get that interview. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. We put it out there. And it'll, we put it out claim there. it. <laughs> yes. But I have one of my bestest friends in the whole world. On what, what, are we going by Valentino's? Or are we going to go by are we oh, Brandon's? The stage tonight? name is by Brandon's Five. <laughs> Brandon's Five. <laughs> okay. Well, Brandon Herrera Williams. <laughs> we'll edit the, the, the stage name out. <laughs> Only a select people know me by the. <laughs> By the maiden name. The maiden name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brandon Boop Williams. <laughs> Williams. Ain't she risking? 
<laughs> well, nah, girl. It's a long story. Long you know story. She, she done sold out. <laughs> she Hollywood now, girl. <laughs> you have the name legally removed. <laughs> since and then, back, like, since... 10 years from now, you're like Julie Chen. You finally come out like, so I had a nose job. <laughs> like, girl, we know. <laughs> You can only tease that hair so much. <laughs> we can still see that altered nose. Oh my god! <laughs> She's like, and my husband's the president of this company. But that's all. That's, that's all. It. <laughs> oh my gosh! Remember on the talk, and it was like this tearful confession. Yes. Like, don't change yourself for Hollywood, girl. We, everybody knew that nose was not yours. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Oh, my gosh. And they're like, she is so strong. You are brave. <laughs> Those words will move mountains. <laughs> Meanwhile, everybody's laughing and changing the channel. <laughs> yes. But shout out to Julie that, Chen. Yes. <laughs> Wherever she is. Wherever she is. I hope she's doing well. well Nils and all. Speaking of strong women. <laughs> Speaking of courageous women. Uh, yes. Paving <laughs> away for other women in Hollywood. We are going to review Tina, the yeah. Tina document. That was really good vibrato just now on that, Tina. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, Tina, the documentary of Tina Turner's life, basically. It's on HBO Max. If you guys haven't seen it yet, it's been yes. out for a minute, so it's time for you to guys to go ahead and get it. So, yes, there will be spoilers in this, but it's a documentary, so it's about somebody's life. So, I don't know how you can spoil that. Like, it's, you can Google it. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. And mind you, we're good fans. <laughs> we're good fans. It took time for us to get to the point to actually see it. You saw it immediately, but I wasn't ready for it. Yes, I saw it. I feel like I just got lucky. Like I think I was. I didn't even know. Like it was. I mean, I had heard about it. You know what's so funny? There was like this viral um, post that was going on, on Instagram saying, um, "Fans say goodbye." Uh, Tina Turner says goodbye to fans. Um, amidst yes, uh, yes, yes. all these different things. And what it was, was she, the, docu- the documentary was coming out and that was her goodbye. And in the documentary, it talked about her health problems that she had had recently. But the article was framed like, Tina Turner says goodbye amid heart failure, kidney failure, and so-and-so failure. I was like, wait, what? what's happening? She, we lost her. <laughs> so that, that led me to Googling and going crazy. And I was like, oh, you idiots. She has a documentary coming out. And then that, that blog that I, like deleted the story, of course, immediately afterwards. It was like, she's saying goodbye because of shit like this. <laughs> y'all do y'all yes. damn homework. Yeah. The lack but, of respect. Yeah. Lack of respect. But yes, it's... Um, like as I was saying before, it's probably one of the most well done documentaries I've ever seen about an artist, and I watch a lot of them. Um, it's my favorite, probably my favorite genre thing to watch is I love stories, I love people's origin stories, and just yes. all the old, just how did we get to here? You know, yes, we look up the to these why. people. Yeah, we Absolutely. look up to these people, and we forget they're like actual people. And so these documentaries kind of break it down so that we kind of understand, like, oh, this is a regular person. You're not a superhero. You had problems. You yes. had to overcome things. Yeah. Yeah. It was just one of the best well done, like, documentaries that I've seen personally. Yeah. Um, and she, they and... did it right. It was with respect. It was classy. She went all the way yeah. and didn't, you know, 
hide anything. And I always think it's great too, because, you know, she's like older generation. So a lot of these things, especially back in the old Hollywood days and, um, you know, the PR teams and the recording companies and studios and movie studios, they were always, uh, they kept a tight lid on everything. Like you didn't mm-hmm. hear about gossip. You didn't hear about stories. So for her to have such like a raw experience of honesty, it was, yeah. it was beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Like, it's so interesting that you said that. Cause I was just thinking there was like, a, remember there was like a golden age in like the Hollywood days when it was like to be a, a celebrity or a star, it was almost like running for office or like being like a, a political figure. Like you oh, yeah. had to have like everything was quickly clean. Nothing came out. Like it, that's how you had stars that were like fully <laughs> flaming <laughs> homosexuals playing in action movies and stuff. Because it was like everything was just hush hush. If you were in Hollywood, you were in there, and the, the whole thing was about preserving like the image of Hollywood. And then I guess maybe it was like the eighties or nineties when like gossip became popular. Yes. So out of nowhere, and then it just completely changed what being a star was. And now we have, obviously, it's just like at its lowest possible form these days with Instagram and reality shows and stuff. Being famous is nothing yes. anymore. Oh, yeah. But, the word publicist, I mean, that's a very important role in communications and all that. But publicists now to back in the golden years, it's a very different, still important, but it's a whole different world. Yeah. It's crazy. You're Instead of competing with I'm a singer and I'm out here and I'm trying to hire a publicist to like, you know, consult and get my image together. I'm not competing with the other, you know, R&B singers in my league anymore. Not competing with 12 year olds on TikTok. It's like, you're literally just trying to get a piece of any kind of relevant pie. And some, you know, some people really do a good job. I really think, uh, you know, we'll get to the Mariah moment later. Um, But I really think that she has been doing a really good job with her team per se. Like, with like oh yeah still being the icon but still keeping up with you know social media having funny things having viral things like yeah without reaching it being out to the like, new crowd yes without it being like forced or yes. like or, trying or someone hard. with a particular age trying to be younger right I'm not yeah. saying any other any names madonna i'm just saying like <laughs> it's it's nice to see that engagement but it's 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 sad that even has to be a tightrope walk because it's like madonna shouldn't have to be on um Instagram, you've been doing all that. Oh, but yeah. to, to stay relevant these days, you have to just play the game and jump in it. It's just crazy how far we have fallen from those days. And I just, oh, yeah. I dream that, you know, when the meteor inevitably, you know, hits Earth and wipes everything out and we reemerge as, like, you know, the new yayas of the world, trademark. <laughs> yes. Um, I just believe in that old-time... I think it's going to swing back around. Like, I really respect yeah. that old-timey um kind of what's the word uh this mystery you know yeah yeah we don't need to know everything yeah. and to be honest everyone has something i mean we've all had our cry you know wild days we all you know acted out and had a little too much fun exactly <laughs> we're all people but it's like i people the, who need people the artist <laughs> barbara <laughs> um, the artists, I feel like music is like an escape. You know what I mean? Hollywood's an escape. TV's yeah. an escape. It's like, I don't want to know all of your business. Beyonce said it the best um, when she, on her, I think it was Life is But a Dream or whatever that documentary was she had on HBO. Um, and it was, uh, she was saying like, when you listen to Nina Simone, you know, back in the day, when you listen to her voice, like you were, it's enthralled. that was enough. 
Like, mm-hmm. you really didn't care what she looked like, let alone, like, what her daughter was wearing or, like, who she was dating at the time or, or oh, yeah, any no. of that stuff. Like, no, I'm sure, like, you know, people, rumors of things were around. He, their magazines existed, but it was it was based more on, like, the music, the the art, the craft, whatever it was. It mm-hmm. wasn't about, like, Escandalo, so-and-so, yes. so-and-so scene leaving drunk out of a nightclub. It's like, okay, you know. <laughs> Like I don't know, and some people really live for that stuff. But I just yeah. feel like, what's the point of celebrity anymore if you just if they're accessible? Like I don't yeah. want to be friends with my celebrities. I want to look up to them. Yes, so. yes, yes. And the whole cancel culture. I mean, it's not a this 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 podcast is not about cancel culture, but that's a very fine line too. Because I'm glad we're bringing awareness to certain topics and trying mm-hmm. to move the needle forward. But also, it comes to a point where it's like we're actually kind of stepping back. And yeah. taking so many steps back instead of moving forward. Yeah, because it's getting to the point now where you can't just say anything. Is anything safe anymore? Like, and that's, that's, <laughs> I think that's a yeah. part of I think that's a part of the whole social media thing. It, it ties in hand in hand. I think that yeah, it was it was okay for Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy and all those people back in the day to say crazy outlandish things yeah. um, because a they weren't accessible it was it was funny it was like oh this is hollywood it was yeah. like oh it, it was a whole different lens on it now oh, yeah. that we're friends with our celebrities i'm triggered by what you just said that hurt my yes. feelings yeah i remove this because or, or put a trigger warning in front of your episode just in case you say something that's going to hurt somebody's yeah. feelings Girl! and once everyone's on it you're over it's done like that's that's it like you goodbye like goodbye yeah. your record deal or goodbye your commercial ad or whatever you're i mean you're working and that's your way of you know creating your livelihood your, yeah, your livelihood and i always think um joan rivers like I, we miss her so much mm-hmm. and she was kind of one of the last comedians that mm-hmm. really pushed it and pushed it more and it was hilarious yeah. and she said some wild things but at the end she always yes. said you know if we can't laugh at our problems if we can't she laughed she laughed and joked about her husband's um suicide his death yeah and she said that's how we got through it you know it sounds morbid and of course certain things in your life you're going to be take more seriously but if we can't laugh and just say like wow this is crazy what we're going through and make fun of it that's how you get through it and Nowadays, I just think, oh my God, would she be canceled? Yeah, I think Joe Rivers was the last, the last of that era, and the last ones that were was allowed to kind of get away with that. I mean, it came for her several times, yeah. but and I, I, there is not one Joan Rivers joke that I have heard <laughs> that I do not. I don't. I think it's crazy. Blackie O is funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> was she? Was she oh, called yes. You heard Jackie O. How about? Because <laughs> they were talking about how it was a fashion police, and they were talking about how fashionable she was. And they were like, "Oh, not since Jackie Kennedy um, uh, have we seen such grace and elegance in the White House." And she goes, "That's why I call her Blackie O." And that shit was funny. <laughs> I loved Rihanna. I mean, it was it was funny. And only Joe could say this, but she and Rihanna had this this necklace like choker thing on, and it's just and they were going and taking a whack at you know yay nay. And she said, "I know Rihanna," and I asked her, I said. Rihanna, what's up with the choker? And she goes, I don't know, Joan. I just love him. <laughs> <laughs> and you see the whole cast, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was the oh. setup, you know? <laughs> it was a perfect know, setup. I just love him. <laughs> 
was so funny. No, what was the one? Okay, it's the last Dumbverse one. We're not going to get our Dumbverse tangent. We got to talk about Tina, but it was, what did she say? We laugh at it all the time. It was, oh, man. No. Oh, she was talking about, oh, she's talking about Mariah. And uh, Mariah was like, it was right after she had the twins. So, you know, it was a little heavier in those, you know, 2010s. <laughs> And she's getting off a boat with Nick Cannon <laughs> and, uh, with somewhere, and she's just walking, just minding her own business on this like dock. And she's like real pretty red dress on, and you know Kelly Osbourne was always a stand. She was like, oh, I just adore her, like I just everything she does. And it's just going on and whatever. And everybody was talking about how much they love her, and she was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, stop this. <laughs> Stop this! She's chunky. Somebody tell her she is chunky. I know you, you say it's Mariah. I thought it was a bear. I was gonna swoop down and, and snag a fish out of the water. <laughs> and everybody's oh just God. like, "Oh my God!" And she's, well, she's yelling it like she's so annoyed that nobody is commenting how big she looked in the dress. But it was just like only she can get away with that. It was funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's interesting. Um, yeah, and I mean, and I mean, cancel culture now. I'm mean, like, if Ike Turner <laughs> to do oh, a, yeah. a, a perfect segue, yeah. if he was around these days, that they'll be having Ike's music removed from streaming. And oh yeah, and what a drastic comparison to then and now. You yes. know, even when she came and everyone knew he still performed. Mm-hmm. I mean, he later on won a Grammy. Yeah, he was putting a rock and roll Hall of Fame after that. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, that's why it's like, do you really care or is this just popular now? Yeah. And I feel like it's it's an unpopular thing and it's it's actually doing a lot more hurt than good. That's the last thing I'm going to say about it because the minorities that are supposed to be getting like seen and getting recognized and stuff like that now are becoming like almost weaponized in a way. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you say something yeah. that sounds kind of racist, it's like, oh, this was some racist, cancel them. Oh, it's homophobic, cancel them. And it's like, okay, we're 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 fighting very very small battles here, but missing out on the bigger ones yes. and pissing people off in the process. So it's not really helping anybody. But ugh, I know it's not about that right now, but it's, it's yeah. hot in the press, so we have to get it, it out. Is. But it's just, absolutely, it's very <laughs> difficult to teeter around. But I've been canceled several times since starting this podcast, so. <laughs> It's part of your journey. Lady Bunny. <laughs> We're just gonna try to throw in as many icons as we can in this as one as we can. <laughs> Additional support for this event comes from Pat's Liquor Leaf and Wine. Pat's Liquor Leaf and Wine is an Orlando liquor store that specializes in having the largest selection of liquor, beer, wine, champagne, cigars, and party supplies in the East Orlando area. That's right, guys. They are on the east side of Orlando. So if you guys find yourself in that neck of the woods, feel free to pop into their store location at 4250 Alafaya Trail. That's Suite 220. Again, that's Orlando, Florida, 32817. Or give them a call at 407-365-0998. Again, that was 407-365-0998. Again, Pat's Liquor, Leaf, and Wine is local to East Orlando, and they are open from 8.30 a.m. to 2 a.m., seven days a week. But back to the icon at hand. Tina Turner, you finally watched it. Immediate takeaways, go. Beautiful. Um delightfully beautiful yet very deep and sad 
Mm-hmm. I was shocked because you know we're 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 fans, and you know we know a lot about Tina. But there were so many surprises and little nuggets of of like suspense and answers. And um, like we mentioned earlier, I think it was done really well. It was very classy. I was I'm glad that they they did this documentary. She chose to do it while she was still alive because mm-hmm. it's that control of I get to narrate my story. I get to go as far as deep as I want. Yes. And and she at the end she it was it was still her eyes to oversee the project mm-hmm. and how it was released. And um again, I think it was one of the best ever. Mo- yeah. Movie documentary, specialty, you know, lifetime series. Yes. You, you name it. It it really was on the top of everything. I agree. I, I agree. It's so amazing that she's alive to do it because yes. like I was saying, um uh, there's so many other good ones, but they always end sadly because the person yeah. is no longer here. Like yeah. I think about, and you don't Aretha. have answers. Like you think of certain answer questions to answers that we need, and like, well, was she really happy, or was she, did she really finally get what she wanted, or he he was looking for? Yeah, yeah. there's no end to the story. There's no. It's just like, oh, well, that's over. Like yeah. the Whitney ones, I can't take it. There's a, another one that came out recently. I'm not watching it. I can't watch no. another Whitney Houston documentary. They are just heartbreaking. And mm-hmm. I was telling Kayla about this. The documentary that I'm waiting on is like, give me a, a Whitney documentary about like Michael Jackson has Bad 25. And it's an amazing documentary about mm-hmm. the making of uh, the, the Bad album, mm-hmm. uh, which was this album after Thriller. And it's amazing. And yeah, I would, I, it's sad. I would love it if Michael was actually there talking about his own music. But they had every single person that was there, the, the producer, the man that worked the drum machine, the, person, the, the band, the, the back of singers, mm-hmm. um, the label people. Everybody was there talking about it. And it was just so cool. They went track by track. And they were just like, and it went from inception, from the idea to how to recording, had all these behind the scenes Yaya clips. And I thought that was really cool. I want that for Whitney. I, yes, tell, we get it. She was on drugs. It was yeah. sad. I want Absolutely. to know, like, let's let's chronicle like the "My Love Is Your Love" tour, yeah. the the making oh, yeah. of the Bodyguard soundtrack. And... Yeah, I want to hear the story that she went into the studio booth and recorded the song in one take. Yes, I want to hear those stories. Yeah, like, yeah. These Where are she the decided that to I want. change this in the bridge and ad libbed here and rewrote this part to make it iconic. And this is the backstory behind. Saving all my love for you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, uh, give us like the favorite songs and tell us how they came to be and what she thought of them or which ones were her favorites. Like that's the story that I'm kind of waiting on for yeah. her. And so it was, it just felt good that she, Tina was here to give us like her words and just the details. Like we thought we were fans and yeah, like the abuse stuff. Like I feel like every, it just keeps getting worse and worse. They went oh, yeah. so in depth. I was like, the movie was bad enough, but it was way worse than this. Felt yes. horrific. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm glad she explained that because you would hear, oh, the movie was you know bad, and you would hear Tina say, but it was nothing like the movie. That was bad, but it was even worse. And then mm-hmm. after the documentary and watching this, you understood and you felt it. You felt yeah. the heaviness of what she went through. Yeah. Like I felt like tired. Physically, yes. like listening yeah. to, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" When the son was describing when he threw the coffee on her, oh yeah, the third degree burn, like, oh, oh yeah, horrific, her, yeah, 
that goes yeah. outside of just like a controlling man and maybe you got a black eye here or there because they and slap. It. Yeah. It's no, not the Because back in the day, that would happen. But to throw scalding hot coffee on somebody in front of yep. your kids and. Yeah. 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 That was just vicious. Yeah. That right there made me feel like, okay, this was a whole different level of, of abuse is and and not, not to chronicle and you know judge abuse because we we've all experienced about not we, oh, yeah. we all but i mean no. yeah me and abuse is abuse like the therapist that. says abuse is abuse it doesn't matter how well at least you know they didn't do that no abuse yeah. is abuse yeah and i think for a long time i definitely apologize for my own abuse thinking just that there thinking because it wasn't extreme stories like this which and again extreme is uh i feel like um, perception because when I was yeah. talking about therapist's stories, they sounded pretty extreme to her. But yeah. to me, it was just like, oh, but I know, I know so much worse. So like, yeah, yeah, it was fine. And it's like, no, yeah. it's not fine. No, yeah. And they did a really good job because I don't want people to think, oh, it's just about the abuse. But it was so beautifully told and shared. And I liked how they they broke it up into chapters, like chapter one, mm-hmm. chapter two, and it kind of flowed with her life and how everything happened. With yeah. that, I agree. because it's like a two-hour documentary, and I would say the abuse is like I would say thirty percent of it. It's not like it's yeah throughout the whole the theme of the whole thing. Um, whereas in the movie, that was like the drama it really focused on was that. Um, I feel like this is just it's, but it just painted a picture of her as a person, and then we talked about how like where she came from mm-hmm. and how she grew up seeing her mom getting abused, and then her mom took off and left her, which yeah. the the movie never showed that. No. Yeah, she was just with her her family. Mm-hmm. No, that yeah. But you know what? The, now that I think about it, in the movie, it starts off with her like going to her mom's house, isn't it? Like she's like older, so. and Jennifer Jennifer Lewis, yeah, yeah, she's the mom. Um, mm-hmm. she, I feel like isn't she like gets off the bus and she's like going to her mom's house, but that's like never really explained. Yeah. So now it makes sense. Like, her mom was like, fuck this, and got friends, took off, and, you know, got herself together, and probably, like, never came back for them until they were, like, adults. Um, which is craziness, but... Yeah. Yeah, it was I loved it. That was a very touching um, subject as well, because even the part where, um, the, the family part, and, and when she basically explained that her mother left her, gave her up, and... Um, and even throughout her life, once Tina became Tina, she said that her mother really never, that, that's what hit home because you think, okay, parent-daughter relationship, mm. parent-child relationship. And when Tina, years after becoming Tina Turner and becoming so in tune with her, her spirit and her mind and her being, she flat out said, you know, after I became Tina, I took care of my mother, bought her house. She was she didn't need anything or want for anything. And she basically said it came to the realization that my mother really never loved me. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, she really didn't even like me. Mm. And you think, oh, my God, how can a mom not? It's your child. But yeah. that was so deep and it it just clicked with me too because you know we all have different relationships and past with our families and our friends Mm -hmm. and things like that and you always think okay you're the mom or you're the dad and because we're family we have to continue to you know stay in contact and we all just because of that but no really it's like a two-way street 
yeah the respect should be in both areas and just for her just to say you know she really didn't even really even didn't even like me much less like love me or tolerate me yeah yeah and a lot of stuff i think um that really did hit um home (laughs) personally um and definitely was just a real statement and i felt like too um a lot of stuff like her mom i what i got from that was her mom probably associated her with her old life yeah and i remember i got that from um i well i've experienced it first of all but i never really i understood that really clearly i had a friend of mine that um uh I went to school with. I won't say any names. So I don't know who listens to this, but there was a time where their, his, this person's parents were really going through. Um, I can say him, but um, his parents were really going through like a really, really rough time, um, and they were friends of the church. And they were like, on the outside, you would never know that these this couple would ever even have an argument if you knew the people. But you're just like to hear the stories when you weren't when it wasn't around us. It was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're experiencing this. Mm-hmm. And every time that they would get into a big fight. He said he would get in trouble. He looks just like his dad. He just looks, looks identical to his dad. Um, and he was saying, like, uh, he would always get in trouble for something randomly that weekend. He's always he's getting, he's getting a spanking. He's getting grounded. It was always something that would come up. And he's like, I don't even really do anything. He goes, I think that she does. I look like my dad. And when she sees me, she sees my dad. She just gets mad all over again. And it mm-hmm. was like, this is in high school. So that was heartbreaking to hear. Because, you know, yeah. now I have the words for it, but I didn't know what to say at the time. I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. do you want to come the night in our oh, house? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, because you think, oh, don't think like that. But no, it's true. Yeah, especially because I love the, the person, the mom. So I was just like, I can't even imagine that. But then I was just like, oh, that's true. And then as I got older and reflected on things in my life, and I was like, that does make sense. It's just like you triggers it's like you're triggering yeah. that person's own life they, when they let that behind unfortunately you were included in that as well mm-hmm. so um it's 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 really really interesting it was really sad to hear that because it just felt like when she said that it was like damn do you even know what love is like yeah. is there anybody outside of your kids and not even them really that you can be like I, this person loves me. I, I, this person has my back. I'm with you. Know what I mean? It's not your mom, yeah. your dad. It's not your, because uh, he left too and never came back. Oh yeah, yeah. And then, and then your and husband then Ike beat left, on you. And then, yeah, yeah. The, the left. And then Ike left and then left her, their kids to her, and left his kids and to his. her. So like, who do you really have in your corner? Yeah. People that work for you? They don't count. Yeah, no, because that's like a that's a, a business kind of relationship. And you know, I I think to her husband Irwin, I wonder because you know he asked her so many times to 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 marry, and mm-hmm. she said no, no. And then finally, it was it was kind of cute because you know you're talking to Tinder Turner who has <laughs> is well invested in her her funds, right? And he said, well, darling, if if we don't marry, how how who am I gonna how am I gonna leave you my money? How am I gonna leave you my properties and and I'm thinking, wow, that's so. I thought it was very sweet because yeah, know, she's Tina Turner. She's she's okay. <laughs> she's good, but he's and, still but just I, like, I want, I want this for. I want you. you. I want this for you. And I think maybe that's why now that we know a lot more in the depth of what she went through, you know, maybe that's why she really never said yes at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it took a really long time for her to, I don't know, like maybe build trust or just know yeah. that for sure it was the one or. 
Yeah, I mean, for so long she had to be so strong in yeah. bringing someone in. And find her own way to create, like, her life and find love. You know what I mean? Like, but she never... So, yeah, somebody coming in and being like, oh, I love you, let's get married. It's like, sure you do. Everybody that claims to love me has taken off, so... Yeah, yeah. Or abused me in some kind of way. So, I really... That kind of got me a little choked up, because I was just like, I can... I... And this... But we talked about the other day about the whole excuses thing about just, like... And not to, like, you know, diminish anybody's, like, you know journey or their goals or what they're trying to get mm-hmm. but it just made me feel even more just like again not diminishing my own stuff but i just felt like if she, the, my whole takeaway was like if she can do this i can do this you know and yeah. i just i really relate to that loneliness feeling mm-hmm. there because i've had that feeling before just like who really has my back out here but i have been really blessed with like great friends yeah and I have family, family that loves me. Like, I'm not going to, like, nobody no, loves me. Yeah, yeah. But there was a time where I really did question, like, is there, does anybody really have my back? Does anybody do, you know? And um, people yeah. can tell you one thing all the time, but it's who who shows up for you over time? Who yeah. keeps showing up who time showing, and time again? And who checks on, on you when things are great? Too. Yes. You know, okay, he's stable now. He's, you know, whether it's, you know, me not crying as much or you, you know, in the phone calls you know, spread out a little bit and you're doing well, who's checking on you when you are okay. And just because, and I'm thinking of you and yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Because it's, we've been through a lot, (laughs) you know, and everyone, everyone has something, whether it was teasing in high school and middle school or parents divorce, like we all have so many things that we have to go through and hopefully we're all working through them. And, you know, you have someone like a therapist or someone that can help you, with clarity and kind mm-hmm. of dealing with those, those boxes and, and safely packing them away and going through them and unpacking them and working through those things. But yeah, it's, 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 it's hard to, to think, you know, you go through all this and how do you trust again? How do you love again? Yeah. How do you, do you even know what that is? Have you and and if you don't know what it is, genuine love, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. He was, so, it's interesting, but I, what I like about her, her story is it's like some people what happens is you have all these issues and then you get famous and fame just kind of exacerbates those issues mm-hmm. and um then you end up you know in situations where you know we, we've seen it you know people fall from grace because mm-hmm. they start you know falling apart because they haven't really dealt with the stuff that they had going yeah. into it and it seemed like her route she took all of it and just used that as just fuel to just re, you know keep going like she put all oh, yeah. of it into her work which for better you know you can say it's unhealthy if you want to but it seems like it was for good like you get you just watching it especially the oh, yeah. years that the, the like the videos they were showing of her like in between times yes like, between the uh, after leaving icon before the comeback and every single video she almost looks like completely disconnected from the moment like she's it's like a robot it's like mm-hmm. i'm like like in a good way it no, was yeah. like just at work, we gotta work, get work, this work, done. Work. Like, I'm I gotta show these done. people because someone in the crowd is going to discover me again, and trust that I could, you know, transition to the next phase of Tina. Yeah, and I'm like, man, to know, just have that knowing and like, and believing I, in yourself and knowing that up, you want more. <laughs> yes, I wake up some days and then it's just like, 
Everything's going wrong. I quit. I'm going back to working at a fast food restaurant. This is terrible. <laughs> and one thing went wrong that day, you know, and that's, I'm being dramatic, but I no, yeah. do get really shaken by things when they don't go my way. And I'm just like, how did she look at that mountain and decide, yeah. like, I can do this? Like, yeah. nothing was pointing to you having a successful career, but it at was all. like, what Record executives do? wouldn't even sign you. No one wanted to, like, believed in you. And knowing, I know I can sell out stadiums like the Stones. I know I can, you know, travel the world. Yeah, I know how and, talented I am. Yeah. And not selling out, being who she is. And she mm-hmm. had the intuition, too, of, like, she knew when she needed to to shift and alter. I think in that, and I, I think about when... um What's his name? Roger, her manager. When she she said, "I need a manager. I can only do this so much." I mean, people don't realize she was singing at the Hilton. Yes, Vegas hotels. Hilton hotels and doing two shows and 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 she finally realized if I'm going to move forward, I need a manager. And then here comes uh, Roger. Was it Davies? Davis? Davies? Davies. Mm-hmm. Davies. Yeah, yeah. And he's a yeah yeah too. He. Um, I thought this was kind of. Um, well, Tina would appreciate this because she's all about the, the 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 vibes and the energies. But um, he managed her from eighty one to two thousand ten. Share mm-hmm. shares manager as well, and I thought yes. that was nice because they're so close. And going mm-hmm. back to the after the Ike and rediscovering the Tina brand, she would go on the Sunny and Share show and perform yeah. and and thinking, wow! Before anyone believed in her or gave her a chance, Share. Yeah, knew the struggle, and she knew, you know, how it would be to be different, and she was putting on her show. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? It was almost it was a real sister girl kind of a moment because oh, Cher yeah. was going through the exact same thing. Oh, um, yeah. Sunny wasn't beating her ass, thank God, but she was. Uh, both of them got blackballed after they left their men because the men had the power in the industry. Mm-hmm. So Cher was taking all kinds of gigs and trying to just keep herself. Uh, people forget that. Yeah. Uh, having to reinvent her whole life all over again and trying to just do anything she could to get on. Nobody took her serious. Um, she's doing movies and TV and the Cher show yeah. and trying to like rebuild like her own career. And um, Tina was on the Sunny and Cher show. And then it was just Cher. She was on there and she was yeah. always like giving her. Um, yeah. And they were like, like helping each other do. out. Like, yeah. In a way, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's really crazy. It's like, I'm it's here like... for you. I need to perform. Well, I need to perform. So yeah. And it, just to know, like, wow, they're both share that manager that they just kudos to Roger for seeing the sparkle when no one did. Yeah. It's the equivalent of for the young kids, <laughs> the under 25 listening to this. If Beyonce got a divorce from Jay-Z, and had to go hit the Vegas, this would never happen <laughs> because she's the bigger star. But if she had to go get, hit yeah. the Vegas circuit because she somehow <laughs> got her blackballed from the label or whatever, and she had to go hit Vegas, that's it's like the equivalent of her doing that and Britney getting free from a conservatorship and her she'd be like, Come to my show, girl, you know, you can yeah. sit over here with me like, just so everybody can get to see you again and realize how fucking awesome you are. Yeah. And then now you're back on. Like, it's that will be what it will be like today. Yes. yes. <laughs> like, really being like, ladies and gentlemen, Beyonce. You were like, what? <laughs> She's still singing? Like, yes, girl. I thought she left after Jay Z. Jay Z held that. <laughs> you know, he was writing all her songs. <laughs> Allegedly, I heard he but was no. doing her ad libs. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he was ghosting. <laughs> She's been lip syncing over his vocals this whole time. Yes, 
He was singing um, Cater to You to himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I do want to, I, that hitting, hitting on what you're talking about earlier about like the, the work and like the work ethic and whatnot. I want to take a quick break and I want to talk about that because um, there's an interesting point that she made about how much work the Icantina days were. Um, yeah. Versus like, and so I want to, you know, dive into that and unpack it a little bit. So we'll take a quick break this and be right back. <laughs> Support for this production comes thanks in part to our friends over at Rent-A-Land Tents and Events. As a full-service event rental company, Rent-A-Land has a large inventory of items for any event, indoors or outdoors. Their tents, draping, tent lighting, and dance floors can be used for high-end weddings or corporate receptions, birthday parties, or family reunions. They can also custom design a wedding backdrop or even wrap an entire room starting at 10 feet tall all the way up to 18 feet tall in any color with their satin finish pipe and drape. And you guys, I can personally attest that Rentaland has most definitely been a trusted partner in helping us here at the Independent Dream Factory bring our events to life. So don't wait. Visit them today online at www.rentalandparties.com to view pricing and request a quote. Or give them a call at 407-851-7368. Again, that was 407-851-7368. With a variety of chairs, tables, chargers, flatware, stemware, and elegant tablecloths, they can definitely help you complete your vision. Thank you, Renalyn. All right, guys, we are back. Thank you for joining us yet again. Um, I want to touch on, we were talking about just everything. We're all over the place, but like (laughs) um, the work ethic. And she was describing like in the early days of um, the Argentina Review of how they would do like constant uh, rehearsals, like from gig to gig, oh, just yeah. singing in the car, and they would do up yeah. to like four shows a night. Sometimes a night, like that, right? It, that sounds insane. First of all, because um, not to bring up, you know, my traveling touring days, but <laughs> as a <laughs> as a for, former touring artist, as a um, flautist, <laughs> <laughs> I have done um, two shows in a night and been exhausted. Yeah. And so just the thought of like four shows and them yeah. all being sold out and packed in the back and you're the main equivalent, she was saying like it was just a lot of hard work, but she felt mm-hmm. saw this training. And then you flash forward to uh, you know, her having to rebuild her career and do the make the comeback. It's like that's probably why the work was nothing to her. Like everybody's mm-hmm. looking around like, girl, what are you gonna do? And she's like, Get to work. This is what I yeah, she's so programmed. She wasn't like the kind of star that was like I, I get the feeling like she wasn't aware of like she didn't have the fabulous celebrity life with Ike. You know what I mean? They looked yeah. great, but they weren't you know vacationing, going places. Like he had her constantly working and like not really mm-hmm. enjoying the success. So she didn't have time to get distracted or get caught up in you know drugs or alcohol, all that mm-hmm. stuff because she was always working. So it was almost kind of a it's weird. It's kind of like a good thing. Yeah, it was like her blessing, but it was also she worked so hard. And it, they, she like rock and rolls, like she's screeching and belting. And it's not like you're like singing love songs with the microphone very close. And you are performing, jumping, running, moving, choreograph, you know, uh, choreography, and and then belting these rock songs. Yeah, yeah. And we'll we'll get to the voice because yeah. she has one of my favorite voices <laughs> of all time. Oh. Um, absolutely we'll get there but the the work thing i want to touch on because it's like i feel like we always get 
um, we're prepared for what's to come for us. And I think, I hate to say that, like, you know, I'm not trying to make a lot of abuse or anything, but we all have a story of a journey. And Mm -hmm. would we be the people that we are without, you know, the trials and tribulations that, you know, we've gone through? Like, I, I think all the time, like, I was a very, very sensitive kid. And I was in a situation where I moved around a lot and I ended up in a situation where I was extremely verbally abused. I didn't know that until I was older because I thought yeah. I was just, you know, you know I what just, you know, you know what you know. And everybody just said I was just sensitive and nobody else seemed to be mm-hmm. as bothered by things as I was. But people are different. People take things yeah. differently. But what I realize now is like now I can that's how I can work a room. That's how I can I can I have a fiery comeback for anything you might be saying. I might be trying to be funny. Um, I can take mm-hmm. a joke. Um, my yes. sense of humor isn't isn't so sensitive anymore because it's like I've already heard the words, so like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's hard to like really really offend me immediately with something, yes. you know. Yeah. And yeah. that's but part that's of personality. Good. Yeah, it's part of our personality, and it's also good because so many. Again, we all have our journey, but uh, <laughs> I always think of Lady Buddy when I hear that 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 phrase. <laughs> my <laughs> this is my journey. <laughs> But um, it's it's so true because we've all gone through what we we've, we've gone through, and it's it has taught us so much, like intuition, like things that have happened in my life with friends and family and things like that. I know when someone it's sad because you have to go through it, but when you learn from it and you remember it, it helps you and kind of sets you up for success. Because if I'm in a business deal with 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 my with my business, um, um, I can. Um, pulling a fast one on me mm-hmm. because of what I've gone through. I know when someone's lying or being manipulative mm-hmm. or about to, or about to like spin something on me, ask me for something and it's a lie and it's, it stinks that you have to go through that. But in a way it's like, you're kind of blessed learning from it because it sets you up long-term for like the adult world and mm-hmm. your next level of success, your le- next, and not just success, but your next project, your next dream, your next, something that you want to accomplish, you just take that with you. And it's the heaviness and the sadness, but you, you learn from it. And she did, she was working hard because that's all she, she had to, even within the, back in the Ike days and, and breaking into her, her own, you know, the Tina phase. Um, it, it was sad that she had to work so hard, but it actually kind of projected her and got her to where she needed to be faster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sooner. Yeah. Yeah. Without that training, she probably would just, you know, went ahead and gone on the, the biggest thing and just faded on out like any other kind of, you know, mm-hmm. used yeah. to be star. But she had that, you know, that work ethic in her that was instilled. So it definitely is, um, it's a blessing and a curse, I would say, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I also want to touch on something else that I thought was really, really cool is I've always heard that. Um, you get shown um, like a glimpse of when you are meant for something great. There are little like little peaks at it along the way. Like you, you you're shown what you're gonna become. Um, almost like a little teaser. Like you get a little glimpse of it. Um, most people miss it. They don't. They're not looking for that kind of stuff. And um, you just have to hold on and endure until that promise comes to light. And I mm-hmm. think for her, when she did the river deep mountain high song that to me felt like the universe giving her a glimpse at like hey girl it's not always gonna be like this i just got chills like it it felt like that was a little sign to her and it didn't do well 
But no. she didn't. She didn't even care about that. She just enjoyed it so much. She and had the production. She had the orchestra. She had yeah. She had what she was meant to do. That that Argentina stuff was so basic and so beneath her. The reason, the only reason it was successful was because of her. Because people just loved the fire that she brought to it. Yeah. But you could have taken that music and put on any other, you know, quote unquote, soul singer at the time, and it would have been some regular, regular thing. But mm-hmm. I don't even know. She she probably knew she wanted more, but she didn't even know how much more she had in her. And I felt like the whole Phil Spector moment, um, because it, it was Ike wasn't there at all. He like paid to have Ike yeah, they not paid. in the room. <laughs> um, we don't want problems. <laughs> we don't want no issues. Get him out of here. But just to first of all, for me to even know that T. But still to have like she didn't have him around. You're you're with all this big production, this orchestra, this full support that you know you never had before Mm -hmm. um and hearing your voice in a different way um it gave her a glimpse of what she was going to soon like become and then like flash forward to like the comeback time when she said she went to london and how she just felt so at home there yeah um and like it was like she should have always been there and then she Mm -hmm. ends up now she's you know living in switzerland famously and owns (laughs) basically is like the The madam president of (laughs) switzerland um, she's to Switzerland with David Hasselhoff is to Germany. It's like yes. uh, their unofficial prime minister. But that goes to show, like, you had to go across overseas to, like, she. we didn't get her first. Like, we mm-hmm. didn't get it, and people didn't give her a chance here, and thinking, oh my gosh, like, you. so many artists have to be discovered overseas, and then they come over. Yeah. Or it's they really, return. Yeah. yeah. It's really, really interesting, because she... Um, well, she was a black woman, and this was like the 50s and 60s when they came out, and that is like the music is the blues, it's um, mm-hmm. R&B, it's oh, yeah, I've been hurt by you, I've done it, uh, my man, <laughs> my baby left me, I'm just uh, trying to carry on, it's either that or it's gospel, and that gospel back then was very weight in the water, no shade, and I, what I... <laughs> What I really admire about Tina is that I, because I can relate to this, I get a lot of flack and get a lot of, you know, cancellation threats because it's like, um, I don't want to be held down to the standard of, I know where we come from, I respect it, and it's truly terrible and it's awful, but I don't want to hold on to that the rest of my life. I don't want to be the, I want to be hired somewhere because, like, of some, you know, black situation. Like it's I, that's I'm mm-hmm. more than what's happened to my, mm-hmm. me and my race in that. And so, if I want to go sing some rock music, let me go sing some rock music. I don't want to be white. I just don't want to sing about you know being mm-hmm. downtrodden all the time. And I, I yeah. feel like that's how she was. She had more to her than that. And uh, we don't want need to get into race on here, but you know, we were I was having a conversation yesterday, very interesting about like the black experience and how of all the minorities. Yes, I agree that black people had it probably the worst in this country, but mm-hmm. we also are the, the the minority that holds on the hardest of the past. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, there it's, has uh... to be some kind of way for everybody to not move on and forget what happened, because it did happen. But mm-hmm. what's next? Are we just going to keep singing these sad songs? Are we just going to keep being like, fight the power that be? Or are we going to try and do our best to, like, no, actually, we... I am just as good as this, this my white counterpart, and I'm going to prove mm-hmm. it to you. And yeah, yeah. it's not going to be easy, but I care enough to make, make it happen. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to make it happen. And I, 
am I going to be <laughs> as good as you? I'm going to surpass you and break your records and set my own records that are still yeah. going. And mm-hmm. that's what I, I my takeaway from Tina is it's not about her like doing white music or anything like that. It's like y'all can sit around here and sing ho hum music if you want to, and it's beautiful. I have some of that song, and that song, the music is needed. I listen to it. I, yeah, I'm absolutely. not shitting on it. No, but yeah. When do where, where's next from that? Where yeah. where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you move in a different direction? And she and in bringing the things that you love, like she always did old school Tina. Mm-hmm. But it's good. And I think that's a, going back to kind of like her religion and like her meditation and things like that. I think you, you can always, you're always who you are. So she always had Tina, the rock and roll in her, but she was also willing to evolve into a new, try something new, a new sound. If it, if it worked great, if it didn't, the next time we'll tweak it and add this or that, take away this. It's always evolving. And I think that's a very important. And like you to, to, your point, you know, I think of that like in the Mexican culture as well, because we all want more. We all want more. Well, then if one of us gets more, we're pissed at the one that got more. But well, I thought we all wanted more. I thought we were all trying to move forward. Exactly. And it's, like, it's that thing. Like, I think we uh, so many people want you to do great and, and have better. Just as not just as long as you don't have than that person you know Mm. i want you to succeed just as long as you don't out succeed me yep and really if we look back and saying no like that's great like he grew up in a small town or he you know he had all these things going against him or she had abuse or she had this or that or she didn't have her parents and 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 now you know she's mexican but now she is internationally known for you know whatever her her craft is Mm -hmm. You know, instead, it's so many times it's like, oh, she sold out or what did she do? No, there there comes a point where it's like, no, we did. We just worked. We just hustled. You know, I talked to you so many times and thinking, you know, you're in the studio and you're recording and you're doing this and you're doing a shoot. And it's two, three o'clock in the morning and we're texting each other. Yeah, wrapping up, wrapping up. Mm -hmm. I think how many of my friends and, and the people holding us back are at two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, still working. Right. You know? you're, you're at home or you're at a bar or something. And yes. that's not shade, but I think what no, you said is perfect. But yeah, yeah. It's like, yes, we all had the beginning, but it's what we do moving forward. And I'm sorry <laughs> if I'm wearing the same shoes and we all like our nice things, of course, you treat, you treat yourself every once in a while. But if I'm wearing the same <laughs> holy you know sperries because they're comfy for long days mm-hmm. and they're seven years old and you've bought yourself three pairs of i don't know name a brand that 200 300 pairs of shoes mm-hmm. like you can't be mad at me if i have some extra cash at the end of the month because <laughs> i yeah. might you know i'm not going out and drinking and we all did that we all had mm-hmm. a great time and you know we had our wild young days but it it, again it's like how are we moving forward what are we doing for each other and yeah it all ties back to tina she she did it Mm -hmm. (laughs) she saw it and she made the change and she believed in herself yeah and at the end of the day it has to work we can plan what's the saying like um plan your work but work your plan Mm -hmm. we can plan we can dream but we have to do yes 
and that's it. And you said that so perfect. What happens to with people? The, the reason they hate is because it's not because it's it's a jealousy thing, but it's deeper than that. Because yeah. we come from the same place. So yeah. by you by you succeeding and doing something more, I have to now be like, oh, you you sold out. You did something. You run away, mm-hmm. white folks. You're sleeping with somebody. You're you're whatever. Mm-hmm. Because if for that not to be true means that we came from the same place, but you got there and I'm here. So what does that say about me? And people don't mm-hmm. want to like turn that, that mirror back on themselves and think, and think less of themselves. So it's like, I'm doing everything right here. I'm, yeah. I'm doing things right. The only reason you're doing that is because you, you chose to do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, no, girl. No. That's an excuse <laughs> for you to sit right where you are. And I'm sorry. That's, yeah. that's why. People can't, people cannot, uh, what does RuPaul always say? People can't deconstruct their own belief system. It's mm-hmm. like something that you, you already built up that life works this one way. And then you mm-hmm. see me do it a different way. And it's like, oh, that's only because of X, Y, Z, clearly, because that's not how life works. Yeah. And it's like, no, you have a very limited view of how life is. Yeah. Or what yeah. it could be. No, yeah. It's it's crazy. But yeah, Tina, um, it's uh, I want every it's one of those documentaries I watch. I'm like, I want every human being to watch this at least one time in their life. Because there's no yeah. way you can't walk away from it feel, not feeling like better like i can do i can do better like i can yeah. i something there's more to life than what currently is around me mm-hmm. who would have thought yeah you're picking cotton as a child mm-hmm. and then flash forward 50 years and you're selling out setting records that in <laughs> and breaking rock your own and Rio, record yeah breaking your own record and as a woman in rock and roll and yeah, yeah a woman artist and a female artist and, and like yeah 50 years old <laughs> yeah you're, I did like when she, when she, not going back to, we're not going to jump into the retirement part, but I love when she was in the interview and she said, you know, and it, it's funny because, you know, her voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she says, um, you know, it's hard because, you know, I'm in my 50s, 60s and performing and doing all these things. She said, and it's not like people want to come see Tina Turner in a ball gown singing a love song. You're coming to see Tina Turner in stiletto heels, a mm-hmm. short dress, glitter you know yeah <laughs> shiny but you know thing like tassels hanging and they want to see tina you know rolling Full down throttle. the river and running around and she said it's so hard like and you're trying to hit the notes and you're trying to perform and you sing and it's not like she could just scale back and everyone yeah. can still sell out arenas yeah it's singing different. love songs exactly it's different for you know the divas that can just be like maybe lower the key Real quick, <laughs> uh, slow it down. We don't work these things. Out. That's that's Mariah's trick. There, she refused to lower those keys. But we're gonna yeah. slow, we're gonna slow this time signature down. Yes. <laughs> you can give you a running start. <laughs> Celine is knocking the key down all together. I know. <laughs> pumping that heart. That. They are still still pumping like like it's a defibrillator. <laughs> <laughs> Look clear. It's clear. Boom. There's nothing. <laughs> oh my gosh, we love Celine. We love you. I, mean, I feel like I, I make fun of her so much on this show. No, yeah. Like we always love Celine. Yeah, She's no, just we easy to make fun of. She is, and and she gets the joke. She'll laugh about it too. My problem with Selena is she always claimed to be the biggest female selling artist in history. And you're not. Sis. And she was not. And you are not. And every year, Nielsen would come out with the ratings, and it was Mariah and the sales and the, you know, the receipts. 
And she still to this day has to show compel people that I am the biggest selling. I yes, have the most like, number ones. I wrote all of it. Like she's still having to say that. And he was still like, Is Lady on like the biggest No? Oh yeah. She ain't went on platinum since two thousand one. And y'all talking about the biggest selling. Get out of here. Oh Brian literally had number one last year and people still swear yeah. she didn't write that song. <laughs> Yeah, we're barely getting the roses for those. Like, it's okay. I mean, I guess it's a Christmas song. I'm like, it has Christmas in the title. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock and the Songwriter Hall of Fame waits until last year to finally induct her, and then it's COVID, oh. so they cancel the ceremony. Oh, it's can- like, yes. ooh. <laughs> I will burn everything down. This is not about Mariah. Yeah. No, but... But yeah, yeah that, that makes sense with Tina. She was... I think it was Oprah when she was talking about that. She was like, yeah, you know, when Oprah asked her, like, what do you know it was time to, you know, go oh, ahead and yeah. let it go? She was like, Oprah, you know, I was just going for those notes and trying to hit the notes. And I just, hit the I notes and it, it wouldn't come out. It just wouldn't come out. <laughs> She's like, you know, Oprah, because people don't, they want to see Tina on stage. <laughs> and I try to hit the notes and they wouldn't come out and I get upset, Oprah. <laughs> but let me tell you, that last tour, and look up the footage on it. She is oh. still wearing the same outfits, the back of the 20 year old background dancers are. She's doing all the choreography. I was just like, it's not a dumbed down version at all. No, no. And no. she's like, 70. <laughs> <laughs> so her last tour was like 10 years ago. Like, I, My favorite part of that was she was performing Acid Queen in this like red romper almost. Mm-hmm. And, and, and she finishes Acid Queen and the lights dim. And then you hear the beginning of What's Love Got to Do With It. And she like... Glides across the stage and she slowly takes the romper slash, I don't know, like nighty off. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like a like a red lingerie looking yes, kind of thing. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. And then she shrugs the shoulders and then she does the step, step one, two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that you couldn't tell me anything. That was the cat's meow when she. <laughs> It's so good. I uh, may or may not have a video of me <laughs> recreating that in my bedroom. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we have been doing that opening set of step choreography for years. That was one of our showstoppers. It was one of our showstoppers. It always lands. It always, always. It's, a, it's a favorite. The Tito's would hit. It's the after party. <laughs> Here's my CD. Push play. Everybody rolls their eyes like, oh, here they come. Here they come again. Yes, yes. <laughs> there she goes shrugging her shoulders like her neck hurts. <laughs> And why is she talking like that? <laughs> what if she like, get a list? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You're like, yes. And she's going to transition into private dancer. Well, speaking of private dancer, so let's, we, we might as well, before we start ridiculously rambling, let's go into our yes. favorite songs, like the Yaya, the hits, the favorites. Like, what are your. Because this made me just love them all more. And like, literally, oh, yeah. I, I feel like I listened to them and then I went back to Apple Music and was just like, let me just make a full Tina playlist. Playlist. Uh, speaking with uh, I Can't Stand the Rain. Oh. <laughs> Against my window, 
Mind blown. I thought, okay, again, we're Tina fans. In the Rio yeah. concert, she sings, and I, that sounds familiar. I said, oh my God, Missy. Yes, never knew that. Never knew that. And, and, and that, that just was, raised Missy's Yaya card up about oh, 10 points. <laughs> absolutely. And going back to Tina, knowing who Tina is, you never heard, you know, nowadays something would have happened and an old, you know, Yaya singer would say, oh, that's, you know, that was my song. But mm-hmm. she was, stood in her ground stood in her talent and you know she probably called missy and said i love that oh my gosh that Mm -hmm. was great you know that was my song and i'm glad you made it you know for like the next generation and fun and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah because you never heard tina come you you didn't you didn't hear tina Mm -hmm. say anything about it or like like the haterade or anything like that yeah and the girls respect Missy. I feel like Missy's like yeah. beloved, and oh, she yeah. probably went to the proper channels. Exactly, and she Played probably was rights. honored that yes. it was a thing. But nowadays, I feel like kids are so disrespectful these days. They just making TikTok dances out of like heartbreak songs, and people are like, "I wrote this when I left my husband 15 years ago. You are not about to make a TikTok dance out of it." Yes, you the person about it. They have no idea who the artist was originally, and it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. This event is also sponsored by Valentino's Floral and Events. Valentino's Floral and Events offers distinct designs for any occasion. Owner Brandon Williams has more than 15 years of experience creating breathtaking arrangements and elegant events. His eye for detail, coupled with his unique ability to connect with clients, leads to extraordinary work. Brandon strives to synthesize modern design with timeless elegance. In the end, we promise you'll walk away with something striking. For more information, visit www.valentinosfloral.com or send an email to valentinos.floral at gmail.com. Again, that is valentinos.floral at gmail.com and tell them IDF sent you. But going, going back to um, the songs. Yes. Like what, are some, what are your three. top three? If top you can. three. Okay. So I wrote these down because I didn't want to forget. Acid Queen is number three. Okay. I don't know why I love that song. It's like rock and roll. And I don't know because mm-hmm. she like belts and screeches. And I, I actually love the live performances the best, mm-hmm. especially the, the farewell, I think, in Holland, the last concert. Um, and again, she transitions to what's love got to do with it. But um, yeah, I love Acid Queen just because it's rock and roll. It's something that originally I would have like really never um, listened to or play over and over. But I, I think it's like that performance and going back to she had it and she'd get on stage and she'd turn it up on Max and she would perform the hell out of that song. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah. It's the commitment. Yeah. It's like she she is she gets a lot of I mean this, Beyonce always gets comparisons to her, but I think they what people see the, the comparison they see is like the full on commitment that Beyonce has to her performances to the point mm-hmm. where if it's a song that you don't care for or don't really care about, by the end of it you are living for it. And some yes. people only watch the live versions or only watch the video, they don't even listen to the song. Oh yeah. Because it's like she will make you believe whatever she is singing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I she think Tina like, was the first one to do that. Yes, and she just like at the end, of, especially all of the live performance, she just like, <laughs> they call it the thriller <laughs> sound, like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would say, ask you, what was, uh, do you want me to go all down or back up boomerang? Uh, we can go boomerang, we can go back and forth. Um, my number three, uh, it was hard to put them like in order, so I, I got I got an honorable mention of two, okay, but, me too, me too. Um, <laughs> Um, my my number three was um, oh wait, where is it? Where, where's my list? Oh, that's my uh, I don't want to mention not that one. Uh, it's a fool in love. There's something on my mind. Won't somebody please, please tell me what's wrong? You're just a fool. Just a fool, you know, you know. I just love that song. It was one of those songs that I never knew was her until I was an adult because I, yeah, there's so many covers of it. And yes. then I remember being a teenager and hearing it on American Idol. And this is like a real random deep cut, but to my regret, it was on the first season of American Idol. Yeah, she was a finalist and she was a yeah, yeah. She's singing, she was like the diva of the, the series. Um, would have won if it wasn't for Kelly Clarkson being kelly clarkson but yeah. um she was she can really sing she's doing well these days she's on broadway but anyways um she did a cover amazing cover of a fool of love and that made me like go find like the original and i was like oh my gosh she's a teenager her, which i didn't know as a kid so Um, I just love it. Um, I feel like it's like weirdly dark because it's mm-hmm. like a song that he wrote for her, and yes. it's about it's about a woman being like a fool um, because he loves somebody so much, and then, yeah. like the lyrics, like um, I don't understand how you treat me like you do when you're such a good man, and yeah. like all these things. I was just like, how sick. To write a song like song. this, you know you're beating on this woman, and yeah. she has to get up here and sing it all the time, and is that like, oh, I'm just so in love with this, like, this girly love, like, oh, I'm just so in love yes. with her, no matter what he does to me. But people don't really know what you really are doing to her. Yeah, but her yeah. still, still bringing it on home, delivering the fuck out of it, and making <laughs> it a, a classic. You would never know. 
No. But I yeah. was I think all the time, like, how do you have the resolve to get up and sing that song over and over and over again? And like knowing, it just, you have this huge secret. Yeah. And that knowing that this is all BS. Yeah, so that's my number that I love that. Not, not to start off on a dark note, but no, I, love, I genuinely no, love but the that's song. The thing, it's like, but yeah, the story yeah. makes it There's even so more good... interesting. Yes, for sure. Yeah. What's your next one? Uh, my number two. Brrr. Simply the best. And as 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 she ages, she's like better than all. Yes. <laughs> but <Yeah>. I <laughs> take those uh, those uh, breaks. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I love it because um I just love the strumming that dum 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 dum. It was very the rock instrumental. and roll. Instrumental, beautiful. Yes, yes dum, the parts dum, are great. It's uh, yes, and it, it was just like the strumming and the 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 music, uh, just like the chords, and I just love how it like builds and then it mm-hmm. cuts off and then she does the simply the best part and. <laughs> I I love it. It was it, and I I think I it was a good blend because if you listen mm-hmm. to it, it's like rock and roll like vibe, mm-hmm. the strumming and the the building, but it was almost like pop. crossover you know capturing multiple audiences Mm -hmm. and still being tina and putting her tina the tina twang yeah but uh we better copyright that before someone makes a dance out of that right (laughs) i know (laughs) but uh 
Yes, yes, I love it. And of course, you know, and I try not to pick, you know, the more popular ones, but that one was just always been great. And I think if we're driving up in um, Divas Live, mm-hmm. in the limo and all the way from the back to the, <laughs> in the, in the entrance. Oh, my goodness. Yes, so that. that would be my number two. I love that. I love that. Um, my number two, I want to make an honorable mention, but I was going to make it a, a, it can be a tie. Um, but I love, um, I don't want to fight. Yes. I, it's another one. It's just like, really autobiographical, but Mm -hmm. like, I love the vocal on it. Just, I can't really describe like the tone. She doesn't sound like anybody. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. like how like Whitney Mariah this time that they can fall into the same kind of like all the divas kind of fall into the same kind of like um, precedent that was set by you know a reason, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's even something all they all kind of they all have their own sound. They don't sound the same, but yeah, they, but they're similar kind of singing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it literally, Tina literally sings like a man. In a way, like a rock man, like it sounds. Yes. It sounds like that, but it, it doesn't sound aggressive. It sounds like I don't know. It's just it's like emotional. It's honest. It just feels like everything mm-hmm. she's singing, she means it a hundred percent. Yeah, that's a really weird way to describe it, but I love that song so much. <laughs> I do it's, too. That's a, in a again the track is it, right, it's similar to shout out to the producers of um, <laughs> these songs because it just like Private Dancer it's like it builds and it's it's a big it's a full on rock and roll track but it's not abrasive you know what I mean it's like you can hear it on top forty you can hear it on pop you can hear it, they play yeah. on the R and B stations you'll hear it at the grocery store yeah yeah, yeah. adult contemporary <laughs> yeah literally that in the dentist office it's like oh yeah Tina are playing. Yeah, you would and you go to a biker bar. <laughs> they're playing. And they're playing. <laughs> Seriously, biker men crying in tears. <laughs> and and she never, like, she never lost like her black audience either. You know what yeah. I mean? It wasn't so different. You could still hear the soul in there, so it still plays on the R and B soul stations. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it's really remarkable. But yeah, I don't want to fight. Spot number two. I want to ramble. What's your number two? Mm-hmm. I would say River Deep Mountain High is my number uh, one. My number one. And you know, we'll we'll have our honorable mentions, but that one, again, the time mm-hmm. in her life, mm-hmm. what she was going through, but also just the time in music. She's yes. a woman, she's a, a black woman. She's and then to have orchestra and have for, for once, like you said, having that taste of like what she deserved and so much more than mm-hmm. just the Ike and Tina review but having a full orchestra having all those musicians and and the sound and the production value Yeah. 
having the the record label believing in her. Mm-hmm. I mean, they paid my Ike, like you said, they paid him, you know, not even to show up. Yeah. <laughs> Just stay like away. It, You're going to ruin everything. seating fee, you know? And yes, you didn't want I none love... of that, that ho-hum slavery music over here, child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just the strings and da-da-da-da-da. The beginning and then, again, that, that classic um, cutoff and it's just vocals. And then the beat and the rhythm gets in. You know yes. what I was saying? Yeah. I love it. By and the then... time the Do I Love You come oh. in, I have chills. Like, the way it builds. <laughs> Yes, the yes, yes, it's like building, building. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's my favorite, and it's like smooth orchestra, like violins, like a full full orchestra, but like the roughness of her, her voice, her hair, it's like peanut butter and jelly. Yes. And the track is unusual too. It's like kind of all over the place, but I love that kind of stuff. Like it's just it's like yes. like Bohemian Rhapsody almost. Like you know how it's yes. kind of like, like it's a high and then slow and then high and then slow and then yeah ah, yeah yeah. It's like a piece, yes. like a real art piece. And I feel like that is what she deserved. And Phil Spector was raking it in so much at the time that they made it seem like it was a, a didn't do well for him. But it's like he didn't. That money was nothing. He spent on that. He probably really yeah. he wanted to work with her. Mm-hmm. He believed in her, mm-hmm. and yeah, invested in that. Yeah, no, but that definitely, I would, I would say that would, just again, like we love music, and of course, you know, there are so many wonderful songs, but yeah, I just think all in all, her her rock and roll tone, the softness, you know, the mm-hmm. the, the loudness, the yeah, I just yeah. she hits it all. Just the, the crescendo, the, the highs and lows, yes. so beautiful. It was my number one also, so. Oh, good. Um, yeah, it was my number one favorite song. We're sure. always I, thinking alike. I love it so much. Um, There's a, a really good cover of it, too, um, that Glee did with Amber Riley and um, Rest in Peace, Naya Rivera. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite, uh, like, covers of this song. Um, if I'm not listening to the original, I'll listen to that version. Yes. Just those two. Yes. Yeah, I just, and again, we talked about it earlier a little bit with just like the universe 
you know, if you just hold out, we'll show you. Because there was a clip in there where they held, they show Ike talking about her or whatever. And he's just like, yeah, the, the Spectre record, it was it was too black for the white stations and too white for this. And it didn't do well. Mm-hmm. And it, it, make, make, talking like I knew what I was talking about, basically. Mm-hmm. But she's looking at him like, whatever. Like, the look on her face wasn't, like, defeated. I felt like she yeah. paperclipped that, like, yeah, I'm seeing she... this stuff again. Yeah, we were this. Yeah, this is not for you. That's like, why you don't like it. Yeah, and it Little wasn't his you know. song. Yeah, and it wasn't his song. He didn't yeah. have control of it, and he could see like that was the beginning of like the control loss. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that was my number one. Um, you know, honorable mentions to Proud Mary, of course. Like just because Absolutely. I don't want to pick that one because it's kind of like you know the vision of love, the Magna Carta of. Tina Turner. <laughs> the Coma La Flor of Selena. <laughs> yes, very that. Like, we all know the signature song, but it's still it's still something that's so exciting to oh, watch. Like, yeah. Uh, what were you going to you have another one? I did, um, my honorable, I did, of course, Private Dancer. Mm-hmm. That's just a fabulous song. And <laughs> I've heard it's quite the karaoke song as well, but I'll have to try it. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Um, that was also my honorable mentions, but I was yes. gonna bring it up because I'm fighting everything in me not to sing oh, our yeah. ridiculous version of it. <laughs> and she's like slow, and then but again that build up. All of her songs had that build up, and she did the I call it the Mariah octave jump. Yes, <laughs> the climax. I'm your pride. <laughs> Uh, again, I, I, I love it. the song, so I, I, but I heard it's a karaoke song. So. I heard it just for the first time today, actually, but, you know, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> I don't play it all the time. No, I, don't I, throw, I don't throw a red scarf over my lamps and uh, <laughs> set the tone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't switch out of my red romper into a red nighty and <laughs> break out the pull choreography. Out the, and, and pull out the Amex card. <laughs> Because I heard it would do very well, nicely. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm not gonna say anything else because we're going to do the thing. <laughs> but no, that's my. And then, um, I mean, we will uh, always have to stand for what's love got to do with it. Because oh yeah. It's just an amazing song, and it's so cool knowing that was a cover too. Yes, yeah, and that was a part of this documentary. There were so many great surprises, and thinking, oh my gosh, like this was a cover, and it was like a group that was like in white, like a, I almost said whitey tighties. They were in like aerobic gear. Yeah, like it was a pop Euro <laughs> pop song. Yeah, like years before. <laughs> it's 
and it was like kind of a hit, whatever over there, and it was that. But the in the way they they played for her, and they were like, it's just crazy the the foresight that the manager had to be like, okay, there's something about this song. I know you don't like it, but I think we can work with it. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't I don't sing pop music. I sing rock. I keep telling you, I want to do rock. And I felt like they were probably trying to push her more into the pop lane, being like, and, and a nice way of being like, girl, this rock thing's not going to work out. Do something more poppy or whatever. And then when they said that she was like, took the song off by herself and came back and was like, I got it. And yeah. sang it like that. It wasn't like a chorus thing. It wasn't like, hey, try singing it this way. Here, let me alter this. Like, she made it, literally made it her own. Yes. And wiped the floor. <laughs> those other, who knew those other, that other group even existed? Like, they must have had no uh, writing credits on that because they, <laughs> I haven't heard a lawsuit. I, they have been deleted from history with that song. Like, <laughs> it's not like it was like Dolly and Whitney, where, you know, Dolly had full number one hit. The song had a full lifespan, yes. enjoyed its time. And then, you know, 20 years later, it had a resurgence. Like, this was, like, a song that was, like, a moderate hit at best. And then Tina took it and made it, like, <laughs> this iconic she song. She took it and shook it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a shake and go wig. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to talk about those wigs. <laughs> at least they weren't, the, like you said, the Jermaine Jackson wigs on <laughs> Tyler Perry movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Her wig game was just... and oh. another thing too. That another um, trend-setting thing. People don't know that. Um, a fun fact that uh, Christian Louboutin. Oh, Tina Turner put him on the, on the map. map. Yeah, before anyone was wearing red bottoms. Yeah, before that was a thing that all the Instagram girls would walk around and be like, "I only wear red bottoms, whatever." Before any of that, Tina Turner was the one that gave him his biggest break because she yeah. performed to them. Yeah, and people were, and it was like her signature to have them on. People were just like, and that was all she wore for a long time. Yeah, and people were just like, "What are these shoes?" And and, and when you have the biggest selling concert, uh, <laughs> ten years running, every time you do another one, you break the last record. A lot of people are seeing your shoes, and so I just I thought that was another iconic moment that gets looked over easily too. And you know, times move on, and we have new girls yeah. that come along. So obviously, the older yes. You know, people forget to pay their due, but yeah, um, no, she... that's the one thing in the, in the documentary they didn't touch on. I was like, let's talk about the fashion. <laughs> yes, well, when she did, transitioned but... from when she transitioned from um, from like the Ike days into like rebranding Tina, mm-hmm. and she talked about you know putting her bag, Bob Mackie's away. Yeah, and people didn't realize like, yeah, that was Bob Mackie, like Cher, all all the the yayas, you know, and she's yeah. putting Bob Mackie away, but. You know, she always remembered him, of course. And mm-hmm. but yeah. to do that and be like, to I'm do... gonna do, I'm gonna style myself, come up with my own thing. Yeah. Like people have glam squads for these days for a reason. Some people don't even can't even make it because they, their image is awful, and yeah. they have to have whole teams that construct them and erect them. And it's like, give me some scissors, <laughs> go get them, go <laughs> give me a few of them, them short dresses, give me some baby oil for these yeah. knees, and cut these wigs on the top very short <laughs> so they 
They stick up. <laughs> Start the layers on the top of my head. Does anyone have a beret? <laughs> and diet blonde. <laughs> and give me some red lipstick. And we oh. have a whole new look. And that's just really cool. And, and that's the thing, too. Like, being an older woman, you can't ride, like, the uh, the whole, you know, young uh, sex kitten train anymore. But it's like you changed. She changed that and became like a whole new person. It was a sex symbol again. Like yeah. her legs. Were, I remember oh, yeah. her legs yeah. my whole life. Like the teens her legs were like a thing. She and then didn't she have like the the Hanes pantyhose endorsement? Like mm-hmm. before endorsements. She before endorsements. Me. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to. We can do this all night. I do. Um, it's getting late. I know we, we work, um, but <laughs> I just had to. You're the only person I could talk to about that because I feel like we we obviously share experiences, but we just look at things kind of similarly. And I was like, yeah. that's, I was harassing you for all this. <laughs> you have to watch Tina. I'm not. <laughs> to wrap it up, I don't want to wrap up on your show, but um, didn't you love how it ended? Yes. It was so in tuned with with like just how Tina is. Mm-hmm. And and you know, she lives, you know, across the pond <laughs> mm-hmm. and um in Switzerland and when uh Tina, the Broadway musical, was debuting, she flew back. And I loved at the end of the documentary it ended with chapter four, I think it was Love, I believe. And um, I think so. Pretty sure. Love. And mm-hmm. um, it kind of highlighted. And while she was telling her story of, you know, coming to the end, her husband was also telling his perspective of it while kind of going in and out of old videos back in the Argentina days to the 80s, the night Broadway, showing up for Broadway night, opening night. And um, I loved how it was very symbolic where she was returning to the States. And like her husband said, it was her way of saying goodbye to her family Mm -hmm. and and closing that chapter and saying she probably will never return again. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was so powerful that she knew kind of, what's the saying? Like you leave when the party's still full. She knew that this was the time for this yeah and i'm i'm leaving here and and she returned to where they first believed in her overseas yeah i'm going back to where go where you're appreciated yeah yeah i remember she said that a long time ago as she was on oprah and Mm -hmm. it was i think this is around like the 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 second to last comeback. It's <laughs> just so many when she yeah. was doing, I think it was running. The, remember when she did the Beyonce thing on the Grammys? Yes. So like that following week, she was on Oprah and Cher was there. Remember they were on there and it looked mm-hmm. amazing. And she announced like a new tour or whatever. Yeah. And Cher was going back on tour and it was a whole thing. Um, she had that, that curly uh, blonde bob. I was like, work. You know? But <laughs> um, she was on there. She was saying something about, oh, I just lost it. Um, I don't want to oh, lose no, about, oh about yeah, respecting about the artist, respecting the artist. Yeah, she, she was like, "Why did you? Why do you live over there? Like, why did you decide to move there?" And she was like, "Well, to be frank, she was like, America doesn't respect black artists." She says, "In Switzerland, I'm still Madonna. I'm Madonna there. Like, I yes. can't, I can't go to the grocery store. They respect me. That my everything's just sold out." And she was like, "It's not about, you know, 
prior to Igor and being vain, yeah. she was like, but to work so hard um, and, you know, be so successful, only have to do it all over again for the next album. You have to keep proving yeah. yourself and have to keep yeah. doing it. Like America, and that's that's the truth. It's something about America and uh, minority artists specifically. You have to top what you did the last time or you're not irrelevant. You're not, you don't have like a used to and that's it. And it's like, mm. why is that the case when other, when you have, you know, uh, the Who and U2 <laughs> and the Rolling yes. Stones and these these dinosaur groups that haven't yeah. had a hit in years, years. but they have but they still get front building at the Grammys and um, closing things out and you still get radio playing you still have tours and all these things yeah. that they, people still take chances on you but she says with black artists she was like it's not like that she was like you're successful everything's good and then if you don't top the next thing then it's it and she was like why would I keep doing that when I can just go enjoy my life yeah, I'm like I know that because mm-hmm. right? I definitely see that in my future. <laughs> I've yeah, always yeah. said I see myself having a little house in the the wine country of Italy or something, and just minding my business. Go get your husband, girl, and go live your life. And I thought it was a beautiful way to end it. Yes, like you don't owe us anything else. Even coming back for the Broadway play, it's like you got to sit oh, yeah. and watch this again. Yeah, <laughs> like we know how it ends. <laughs> It's like I think it was gracious of her to come back and yeah. do that, and then and you know the girl that played her was very sweet. I'm sure that was an iconic moment for her, like yeah, to, you know what I mean. And you can tell too, like Tina was so proud of her mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And again, knowing knowing your being in your place of truth and standing mm-hmm. in your truth, that she knew, like I'm Tina Turner, and this is great for her. And she was so proud of her, and she was right. so excited for her and her career, and for her to blossom and continue to. I mean, that's such a great platform, and she mm-hmm. was so supportive of that. And yeah. yeah, it was beautiful. I loved how it ended because it was like on a high. It was it was deep, uh-huh. and it was meaningful. <laughs> we both cried our eyes out. <laughs> I know that. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it was just so beautiful. And again, just being so in tune, and she just knew like now this is done. Now this, she speaks about that like especially like in her memoir and and the other the last two books that she she's written, but. Um, I don't know. I just hope and we could be that in tuned with our, our spirit yes. and our mind and our, our, our being. Yes. Yes. It felt like the end, the way we could feel the heaviness during like the abuse years and talking about I can stuff. Yeah. At the end, you could, you could palpably feel like the peace, like when they were showing her house and yes. like those last few scenes, I was just mm-hmm. like, Oh, like I don't want to rush to get to my 80s. Like I want to enjoy my life, but I was just no. like, I want this. I want to be with the person that loves me, just the mm-hmm. two of us in a beautiful home that I paid off and paid for, and I could just be. You know, you could yeah. tell she is just like, yeah, at and peace it, finally. Yes, and it, it kind of scares me because she's so in tuned. You know, last week was it last week, the week before when she sold her rights to, um, like Tina Turner, her her, mm-hmm. her musical rights, her name rights, and all of that. And she trusts the company, which is great. But I think, gosh, I hope we have her longer because yes. <laughs> she's so in tune with her being. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's selling her name, <laughs> right? But yeah. at, at this, at the same time, at this point, it's yeah. like, what else am I gonna do? What I'm else? Like, yeah, I can get back on the stage. I can forget that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. here's a little music. Go ahead, and I, I think that the 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 number was undisclosed, but they said it was over. It was worth over like 150 million or something like that. Like, it was some crazy number I saw yeah. that was, like, being debated on how much it was, uh, might be worth. 
Yes. Um, and yeah, y'all take this and go do what you will. Give me my money. Maybe my husband can go buy another island. Um, <laughs> and I wish you, I wish you all well. <laughs> and I just, I, I, I love that for her. Like, it's sad as yes. we are as fans because we want our guys to be immortal. And it's like, yeah, it's I a want, live forever. I'll take another album, another tour, and I will go to that <laughs> until you stop. If you get a Vegas fantasy right now, I would buy tickets and be there. Yes. They could roll her out. In a, in a little scooter, we would be in tears. Yelling. Yes. <laughs> Crying <laughs> with our blonde. Uh, She's like, wigs what's on. love got to do? <laughs> got to do. <laughs> tears. <laughs> Icon. <laughs> Slayers. She's it like, I'm amazing. your private dancer. <laughs> and then she does the keychain. I'm your private dancer. <laughs> she does the keychain. She just like, finally, the original key. <laughs> I'm your private. <laughs> At this point, girl, press play. I'm just gonna stand here and shimmy. Turn the track As, on, girl. Uh, turn the track on, and I got my Amex waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Lux marks, or what are they called? Lux marks. Ay, ay, ay. Well, thank you yes, so much yes, for this. Thank you. Review. It's always a pleasure, darling. Being so on your podcast. Fun. Always, always. We'll the rates are going up. The next, uh, I know. I <laughs> My booking fee. <laughs> I thought a fax came through with some numbers. I just <laughs> assumed it was. It couldn't be for me. It couldn't be for your people. To me, <laughs> it was your bill for my 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 size thirteen red bottom heels for this interview. <laughs> Not that I have a, ra- a rash from these fishnets. Haynes <laughs> fish. <laughs> I don't want to break out. I'm breaking out from this uh, <laughs> this layered wig on my forehead. The that wig. I got at the spirit store. It's, it's Halloween time. Was <laughs> I going? If one were to wear a Tina Turner wig <laughs> out of these, which one would be the best match? Hypothetically speaking, which one would you wear? <laughs> Yo, let me get my manager. Sir, that, that fag is here again. <laughs> he comes here every year. He comes every year acting like he's not wearing it <laughs> shopping for his friend. Like I don't follow him on Instagram. <laughs> I'm a gold secret jacket. The name says it. <laughs> You know who finds that? Sissy's you know he, What do you even find something like that? Sissy's find stuff like that. <laughs> save that story for the memoir. <laughs> oh, we will save it. We will save it and make y'all wonder where it came from. Yes. Oh, that's so good. I'm crying. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, seriously. They ain't yeah. gonna take us off at the 90 minute mark. It is 89.20. So, bye bye. <laughs> Thank you again. Where can the people find you, real quick? Oh, Gold Sequin Jacket is my, my personal fun one. And then you can find me on Valentino's Floral as well. You can book Valentino's Floral as well. Drop the booking info, girl. Oh, booking, yes. Valentino'sFloral.com. We travel internationally, everywhere. We're gonna everywhere. be doing. A collaborative effort pretty soon. Yes, yes. So very excited about that. But you guys, sunshine state. 
Mm-hmm. But you guys, please follow um, Valentino Swirl on um, Instagram so you can keep up with everything that Brandon has going on. He's also a sponsor of the show, friend to the show, friend to the Independent Dream Factory and our network. So you guys can yes. definitely check that out. Um, and yeah, I was so excited. It was so much fun. And you're welcome back anytime. Thank you, darling. <laughs> and as you all know, it is me, the Don B. That is at the Don B on all platforms as well. So please follow me as well as WXSJ 97.3 Radio Sunshine Jams. Um, I am, I haven't made the announcement yet, but you know what? I'm going to hold off. I have a big <laughs> announcement coming up about the radio station I'm super excited about. But you guys got to tune in for that. I want to make sure I make it a full rollout. But some exciting new things are coming out with that. So stay tuned with us, guys. And thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Bottle. The beast bottle.